ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Snark Remarks. Welcome, everyone. Big, big news. Really big show. Yeah. Roman Reigns, well, Roman Reigns no, retained the title. And big show. Yeah. Big show's wrestling in AEW at All Out. Really yeah, big show. Uh-huh. The, can't call him that, though. He's the really big Paul White. Is, is he going uh, as Paul White? Yeah. Honestly, no, no BS Paul White is his uh, name. Well, well, it's the Paul White. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't do the same to me. You know what I mean? It doesn't uh, <laughs> elicit the same response. Who, like, now, do you think Tony Khan is, like, so glad we got fucking Big Show? Because he's I, got, he's now got like punk. He's got every good wrestler in the world, it seems, except for uh, AJ Styles and yeah. uh, may, uh, maybe Roman, I guess. Yeah, I guess he's he's got everybody that you he's got everybody that you want. And like, there's a weird thing happening in wrestling where people are op- cautiously optimistic about wrestling but only in AEW. Like everyone has this cautious optimism of like, okay, let's see where this goes. Man. Because it's not happening in WWE at all. But in AEW, there is like this overwhelming idea that like they're going to get things right and yeah. it's going to be awesome. Well, um, bef- before we get to the important stuff here, uh, I just want to get on direct on record that I don't think I mentioned this in the last one in the previous snark remarks. I hate that Alexa Bliss is the fiend now. I fucking hate it. Well, they yeah, they did a really good job of doing a really shitty thing, which is to take Bray Wyatt's uh, IP that he created and then just give it to someone else and then fire Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like give so it to someone just, cheaper and then fire the man. Yeah. If you just started watching wrestling, let's say you lived in a universe where this week is the first week that you're tuning into WWE for some reason. You're a lapsed fan. You just ran across it on TV, whatever. You see Alexa Bliss. You have no context to the fact that that's a character that's that was like uh, in cahoots with another character. Yeah. Like there's zero tying her to Bray Wyatt which is fine, except that that character doesn't make any sense without Bray Wyatt. The only reason she's evil is because of the fiend. And now she's still evil, but the fiend is gone. She's such a good, like jackass. Like that's, she's a heel. She's just a heel. She's, she's a brat. She, she screams. Well, she does heel work in the, in the, uh, in the ring. And you turn her into a demon. Yep. A demon who doesn't really I don't know if she does she does she talk very often? Uh she has a promo segment called Alexa's Playground. Yeah, but, I know she does that, but like yeah. no, no, that's tough, bro. That's butts and seats, pay-per-views purchased. I yeah, I mean that is the only reason I watched SummerSlam was to see yeah. Alexa. Did Alexa wrestle in SummerSlam? She did. Uh, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I missed the <laughs> I missed a good portion of that show. You missed you missed SummerSlam for another nerd thing, which is fine. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that things. nerd thing. I had, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to get it on record that I hate that. Let's do the other WWE story real quick uh, before okay. we get to the main event, because I feel like the main event's going to take a lot of time up. Um, 
Brock Lesnar showed up at the end of SummerSlam after Roman Reigns defeated John Cena after about, I don't know, 70 finishing moves that both guys did. And then uh, is is, is the Superman punch not a finishing move? It's a setup. It's a setup I, for the spear. For the spear. Yeah, it should be called strongman punch because it's so a superman punch. Yeah. Uh, well, Roman Reigns he hasn't been using the spear for since he turned heel, I guess. But he's been using like a guillotine choke as his finish. Yeah. So it was weird that he used the spear in this instance to beat John Cena. Um, well, they just wanted I, another. They wanted to use another finisher. Yeah, I. I enjoyed that match. There's a lot of uh, back and forth as to, uh, you know, how good was this match and all of that. Like, I thought it was good, except for the fact that two days before they put a bullshit uh, stipulation on it, where it's like, if Roman loses, he leaves the WWE. Well, that's not going to happen. So now, like any idea that I had that John Cena might win the title or there might be some kind of, further storyline beyond this immediately goes away well it's it's either bullshit or it's bullshit it's either uh it's either um well no it's it 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 showed you that either uh john cena was gonna win or they were gonna go back on this fucking retirement thing like i always talk about where it's like you're gonna be like oh my god he's fucking gone and then he's gonna show up unannounced at the next show and he's going to bug everybody and then he's going to get somebody to challenge him to a match and they're going to sign him to a contract or some stupid shit like that again. Right. But it, it, I didn't think they were going to do that. I think you're right. It's like, no, this is so, so Cena's going to lose this match. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I heard somebody say it should have been. Okay. So John Cena's stakes is he wins the title. If he wins this match, he wins the title. He becomes the NK Fabe. Uh, guy to hold the title the most amount of times, 17 times. So he has stakes involved in this match. How is it just in kayfabe? Isn't it even outside of kayfabe? No, because there's a bunch of like, it is, there's a bunch of Ric Flair title changes that they don't officially acknowledge happened um, because oh, they really? were like one shots or like, or like un- untelevised and shit. Yeah. Or like in Puerto Rico, he would lose to the local baby face so the people didn't riot and then they just wouldn't acknowledge it on TV. Like, <laughs> because, uh, or he like went it back two days later or whatever. Like they acknowledge the ones they want to acknowledge. So the okay. official record to them is 16. That's okay. Ric Flair's record. So that's John Cena's stake in this match. He gets to put his name atop the list. Most championships ever won. That's a pretty good, uh, which like, I, d- I do think he will surpass. Yeah. If he comes I think- back, I, give it to him. Like, I think they eventually give it give it to him. Like they might even do it for like a pay per view, like yeah. and then he loses it the next one or something like that. But I I, I do think they put him over Flair. Um, yeah. But anyway, go uh, ahead. Well, especially since Flair left the company, so now you know they they do that sometimes. Did you, where if did it's you a see guy, the Flair video that I kept posting. Yes. <laughs> if if they show like if they have somebody they're on the outs with and that person has a record, they'll just beat that record just to be petty. Well, yeah, and there's and there's also no reason not to if like you you want to sell some pay per views like you you, uh, well I guess selling pay per views the thing that sells pay per views is uh, the chance to do it because you you can't say he's gonna do it tonight and then maybe afterwards um, 
it, I mean, it'll put Cena over more. You can bill it as the the most prolific champion in the history of the of the company and shit like that. But yeah, um, yeah. So as like, soon as that stipulation went on, <laughs> Roman Reigns was going right, to win that. <laughs> right. So it's a good John Cena already has a built in story. So it should Which, have been. And I'm fine with Roman winning the match either in in this scenario. By the way. Oh yeah, I think I don't think you have Roman Reigns lose until it's to the guy that you want him to definitively lose it to, whoever that guy is. Um, who I also don't think is Brock Lesnar, but the scene like you <laughs> be so funny. <laughs> you have Roman Reigns tell John Cena, this is not my idea. This is what I heard, and I like this idea. You have John Cena, you have Roman Reigns tell John Cena, like, hey, you're in Hollywood, dude. I'm here. You have to acknowledge me. I'm the guy carrying the the carrying the company. So if you beat me, you become the champ. But if I beat you and I know I'm gonna beat you, I don't ever want to see your ass here again. Mm-hmm. You have to leave. Go back to Hollywood. Make your movies. Clearly, you don't care about this place, etc. Like, if you're going to do that stipulation at all, I don't think that that's necessarily the great thing to do. But if you want to put that stip in, have it be on John Cena's side. Because if it's on Roman Reigns' side, there's no way. He, there's no doubt at yeah. all. And so, if you want to create, unless you're going to do some doubt, major fuckery, and nobody, and a lot of, especially the smart fans nowadays. You don't want major fuckery with stuff like that. Like, no, it's uh, so I, I thought it was a good match. Lesnar coming back. It does. It does a little bit for me. I'm not super into it also because I think they're going to do Roman Reigns and Lesnar at one of these Saudi Arabia shows. They got to do the blood money Uh, shows. Yeah. Because they, they want the biggest stars on those shows. Yeah. Uh, And just that all of, all of SummerSlam. Like the problem is WWE, the wrestling for the most part is very proficient. Everybody's well-trained. Everybody knows what they're doing. They can put good matches on. I don't care about what happens to nearly anyone because it always feels like to get, to get quote unquote heat or to quote unquote swerve people or do whatever they do the exact opposite <laughs> of what people want. Not just some of the time, all of the time. All to the, the point time. to the where point it's where expected. I have, right. To the point where I have no faith yeah. that they're gonna do the thing <laughs> that is smart to do. So like you you bring Lesnar back. What is the what is the end goal for Lesnar versus Reigns? So there, there are two scenarios. I get it. You you bring a big name in, but Lesnar's not going to be there every week. He's not doing TV. You're not popping a rating by bringing in Lesnar. Yeah. The people that are watching SummerSlam already pay for SummerSlam. So it's for if it's for the Saudi money to keep those guys happy, that's part of your business, and you got to deal with that. But Reigns beats Lesnar. Guess what? He's already beat Lesnar to Wrestle at, at WrestleMania. Like the biggest show possible for him to beat Lesnar, he beat him. He beat him clean. Shit, I don't remember. I need to look it up. But okay. if Lesnar beats him, Lesnar's a part-time yeah. champion. Yeah. That's why, I like, he's never, he's never there. <laughs> what do you so, put the odds at? Uh, I'll tell you what I put it, and you tell me what you think of. I okay. think it is eighty percent that Roman Reigns wins. I think it's higher than that. I don't I think it, I, I think it should be higher than that, Dusty. Well, again, I who knows? 
That's what I'm because saying. That's why I want you to put in earnest. <laughs> they're, they're doing they're doing the George Costanza. They they do the opposite, like <laughs> of <laughs> what of what everyone expects. But they could. But then that, in the same way that like AEW made this, I will say it's a mistake. I really like AEW anyway. Yeah. It's whatever they beat Kenny Omega. They should have never beat Kenny Omega until yeah. you get until the dude that you want to beat Omega is there. Don't don't beat Kenny Omega. And they Christian got a, and, and they got a bunch of guys like about to get there who especially like Adam Cole. If you bring Adam Cole over and then have him go over Omega, like what are you doing? It, but you do it to Christian. A, <laughs> it's it's still a big deal. It's not as big a deal. Like <laughs> because he doesn't lose he doesn't lose a lot. But you don't don't have him lose until it's to the guy that you that you're guaranteed that you want him to lose to. Especially if you've built a, a undefeated streak. Like if it's a if he if he doesn't have this no, notable streak, it matters less. But like right. every time you every time you notch another uh, piece onto that streak, you're kinking the hose. You're shaking the soda can even more. Right. And, and whenever he beats whenever he beats uh, Christian at the uh, at all out, it's not going to matter because no one expects him not to win that match. Yeah. So uh, that it, does seem like some Vince booking, like especially yeah. the fact that it was Christian, that it's like an older guy that's like he's over. People like Christian. Like I like Christian. He's a fun guy to watch. You know what I mean? But uh, I was I was fucking shocked when I found out that. But like it should like I don't care. He should, he should beat, uh, like, he should beat Punk if they do that match. If that's what you want to do, he should beat Brian if they do that match. And that's like, if the goal is to the next guy is Adam Page, unless the next guy is Daniel Bryan, unless you want to hot shot the belt, which I understand. Whoever Kenny Omega loses to should be the guy that you want to be the champion for the foreseeable future. And the Adam Cole story is to such a degree that like people people are thirsty to see that guy win the title and for a good reason he's really over and you're talking about page uh, adam page yeah. yeah 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 so if like it just it minimizes it a little bit so if lesnar beats reigns and then reigns beats him back and we're back to square one and then reigns starts dominating everyone again all you've done is let everyone know, hey, everybody who wrestles here now is not as good as the guys who used to wrestle here. Yeah. Like you're the guy that you think is real good, not as good as you think he is because Brock Lesnar beat him. And then if he beats whoever they, they've got next for him, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, but he still can't beat Lesnar who never wrestles. So yeah. it's weird to me. Well, it's, 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 I listened to a little bit more. Well, I listened to the first like hour and a half of the CM Punk Colt Cabana podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because um, I've listened to it before, uh, but it's been a long time. And uh, this reminds me like if Brock comes comes right now and goes over, it reminds me of what CM Punk was talking about, how, uh, you know, Undertaker, The Rock, Triple H, all these guys were supposed to go over on him when... He's like, who's going to be here tomorrow? So what yeah. are we doing? Like, and and that's kind of 
the thing. Like, uh, that's why I wouldn't be shocked if freaking Lesnar wins this is because uh, WWE does this stuff all the time. They like to preserve the old guys because they got it in their back pocket or something or like the, yeah. to, for member berries to be nostalgic about the past or whatever. You think the rock's going to come back and lose to somebody? I, I think he would be down. It seems like the, knowing the rock, uh, you can, you can uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but it seems like the rock isn't, isn't averse to coming and losing. Right. Yeah, I well, I think if it's to Roman Reigns, yeah, I think that that's fine. Like, I think that he would lose to him. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I misspoke. I apologize. You're good. Uh. So Reigns has defeated Lesnar, but it wasn't at their WrestleMania match. Lesnar got him at WrestleMania. Yeah, which also made no sense. So <laughs> of course, of course, he did. Um. At least you're, according to this article that I'm looking at. Really you're rebooking quick. history. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, uh, hopefully doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, on. So that's the that's the thing is. And Becky Lynch came back. And of course, Becky Lynch uh, beats uh, B- Bianca Belair in 26 seconds to win the title and cause a whole shit storm on Twitter. Dude, that was the other big, ret- big return. That was ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I was just like, I was so, bu- I'm, si- I'm sick of Charlotte winning every, f- every other championship match. Like, <laughs> that's how that's that seems to be how it works. Um, I was bummed about that. I was bummed about, I mean, even though, like, I'm not that big of a Nikki Cross fan. Like, I don't, I don't think that was the greatest character in the world. I freaking love the almost superhero or whatever she was calling herself. Right. Um, but it was something new. Like, let that build that a little bit and then have Charlotte beat her if, they, if you want to. But, like, give it right back to Charlotte. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's great storytelling. But then the Bianca Belair thing happens and people are drawing, like, um, uh, parallels to Kofi Kingston. And uh, it just doesn't make... Uh, the, the This is what I heard a little bit of. Maybe... Maybe Becky wasn't ready for a full match. And because Sasha fell out, they hit up Becky and were like, hey, we're, let's do this. And Becky was like, all right, but I've got fucking 30 seconds in me or whatever. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, if that is the case, I don't know how you even still at that point are cool with just a 26 second squash. If that's the case, then there's a couple, there's a couple of things. One, I, I hope that's the case if only because it's very otherwise it's insane. Like Yeah, it's ridiculous. But two, no one is forcing you to book this Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair match. Like Yeah. If you want to do quote unquote a make good because you can't you can't do the match you promoted even though from what I understand they knew they couldn't do that match. The Sasha Bianca match they knew for like a week that that match wasn't happening and they still promoted it which is bad it's bad business that's very bad um but if you don't do that match do what you were do what you were doing have some bullshit girl come out there Carmella or whoever because the crowd's gonna hate it but they're not have Bianca win have Bianca yeah. smash her in 30 seconds then have Becky Lynch come out so you can so you can build that properly like there's no story here. You're just right. like, oh, and now you might as well have just walked out, had Vince walk out and go, by the way, Becky's the, t- the champ now. See ya. And then walk back. Because that wasn't a wrestling match. That was a formality. That was like, let's get this over with. 
and well, and who does it who does it benefit? So Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, they have this awesome match. They're being they're being promoted on ESPN. They win an ESPY. There's this whole thing about like uh, because inclusion matters and representation matters, and we have uh, African American girl as the champion, and and she's over, and people like her, and then she has no feuds. Like uh, she had an okay feud with Bailey. Bailey's hurt, so you can't bring her back. But the booking has been super weird. Then you bring Sasha back and you have that match, but then you can't have it for whatever the reason is. And that's okay. But then you make your current champion, once again, look like shit. Bianca, it doesn't help Bianca Belair at all. To, no. And to you, lose. It, you went out of your way to not help her. Because all right. you got to do is say, hey, let's have an actual wrestling match. And you're fine. And if Becky can't do it, that's fine. Just delay it because you're not. The thing is, you're not promoting Becky at all anyway. You're not saying, hey, Becky Lynch is going to be here. So she didn't sell you more pay-per-views. No, the pop is the same regardless. Yeah. If she came out at the end of a match against somebody else, or if she comes out to face Bianca Belair, the pop is the same because it's an unexpected surprise that you didn't see coming. So that's fine. But it also works in reverse. Like the very first SummerSlam, Honky Tonk Man, is uh, he's a heel. It's a despicable heel that everyone hates. And he's the longest reigning intercontinental champion at this point. And he was supposed to wrestle Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but he got injured uh, in kayfabe or in reality. I don't know. But in kayfabe, for sure, he's injured. So Honky Tonk comes out and he's talking shit. And he's like, I'm the champion. There's nobody for me to fight. I beat everybody. I'll do an open challenge and I'll, I'll wrestle whoever you want. And Ultimate Warrior comes out and kicks the shit out of them in 30 seconds and wins the title. And the people go apeshit, but they go apeshit because they hate the honky tonk man because he's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to see him lose. And he I hasn't hate the honky tonk man. Right. <laughs> and he hasn't lost in over a year, almost a year and a half. He's been the intercontinental champion. And finally he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. That is not this scenario. Bianca is a babyface. B- Becky Lynch is. Uh, showing as a baby face when she comes out then she sucker punches her hits her with one move and pins her so again bianca doesn't look strong compared to the star we have the stars and then we have the regular wrestlers becky lynch is either going to turn heel which makes no sense because she was a giant baby face last time that she was there uh and now she's the champion and what's what's the return Bianca says, you sucker punched me, so I deserve another match. Like, mm-hmm. And then you just do it again. Right, and then you just do a match, and maybe Bianca wins, and then you're back to where you were, except Bianca's not as strong as she was before. Yeah, and the first like, match didn't do anything to promote the second match because it was 26 seconds long. So yeah. like the fans aren't going to go, oh, shit, I'm going to buy this next one because that first one was real doozy. <laughs> was or, like, really worth it, yeah. Yeah, the, there's, there's, it does nothing for the second one. All it does, and this is this is a little bit of my opinion here, had CM Punk not come out the, ni- uh, the night before or two nights before? On Friday. Yeah, yeah and, the night and SummerSlam was Saturday. So yeah, yeah. Um, had C- CM Punk not come out the night before, um, they might have been more patient. Yeah. But maybe they had they wanted to make the show as crazy as possible. And that made them think that just having Becky come out and, and challenge Bianca is not 
enough to replace that Sasha match. So they might as well do something crazier where Becky comes out and fucking beats Bianca. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't, I still don't think that's right. Or the, or like, I don't think that makes sense. I don't think like it, I fucking hate every bit of it to be honest, but um, that makes a little bit more sense than just fucking doing it in a vacuum. You know what I mean? So like, also, I mean, there's an underlying thing here also that you mentioned which is um I, people can tell kofi kingston and bianca belair have a particular thing in common yeah uh and they they have more than one thing in common which is they both got smashed by a returning superstar who happens to be uh white and they are both uh not white and was the kofi one quick too five seconds brock lesnar f5'd him uh he jumped at brock lesnar brock lesnar caught him f5'd him that was it and pinned him and pinned him and he'd been the champ for like eight for since wrestlemania of that year it was in october so almost six months same the exact same thing that happened to bianca Belair. <laughs> it's so, just i i laugh not because i endorse it i laugh because it's like that motherfucker vince but it, like but it also reinforces like unfortunately an underlying thing the wwe never addresses uh which is it is it does not seem that they promote their superstars in the same way in spite of their attempts to say that they are more inclusive and that you know anybody can be the world champion or whatever those two characters were placeholders yeah or bigger stars that they were more comfortable having the belts on when they could have even just been exploited for that moment for the, so they could say um, first black. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that on merit, like they didn't deserve it. I'm saying that on history of the WWE yeah. and how it's been booked and how they've been treated historically. Like I hate, I have a hard time trusting their um, intentions as a, right. as a company and like. Um, oh, and it's gross. Cause they definitely took all that SB love whenever it was coming their way oh dude you know, yeah they all do, that main, they take all every that mainstream yeah all that mainstream the, publicity yeah that's the thing and it's like um we know we, we we know who runs that company and we know what his uh personal uh what his personality is like right um so like it's just it just doesn't make any sense the way that that particular match was handled and it the, the kofi thing makes uh, just as little, if not less, sense. But at least he got to be uh, champ for a little bit longer, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. like, um, yeah, it's it's just I saw people tweeting like, "Is this the worst SummerSlam ever?" Um, before Brock came out. But I'll t- I'll tell you this: I bet it wasn't the worst SummerSlam ever. I've I've been watching a lot of lo- a lot of old wrestling lately, Dusty. Yeah, it's not the worst SummerSlam ever. Like I said, like if you were just judging it on the merits of their ability to have wrestling matches like in a vacuum, the wrestling is good. But as we saw on Friday, guys just doing moves in a ring is not what wrestling is based off of. Like that alone does not make, even on the bad blood show we're about to talk about the wrestling in and of itself is not, what makes wrestling fun or entertaining or interesting. That's not what people get connected to just 
guys doing the moves well is not it, you know? Yeah. Uh, there, it, was a, it, there was a, sorry, there was a NXT right. the next night, which is like the last NXT that's going to be in this model because they're revamping what NXT is. But there's a match on that show, which is Walter uh, versus Ilya Dragunov. That match is incredible. Anybody who's listening to this, go out of your way to watch that match. Walter is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Those dudes kicked the shit out of each other, but they had a story. Walter's been the champion for like 800 days or something crazy like that. And he beat Ilya Dragunov in a five-star match last year. And now he's coming back to get his revenge. Mm-hmm. And they built And they built this story between these two guys where you have the overwhelmingly dominant champion and this guy that everybody wants to see win not just because seeing a new champion is cool but because we want Ilya Dragunov to win because we care about Ilya Dragunov and that's what that's what pro wrestling is supposed to be and they didn't do a million flashy moves or whatever Walter is a very simple wrestler but everything he does looks great Mm -hmm. and he looks like he would kick the shit out of you that match was amazing. That match is probably the best match of the weekend on every wrestling show. But that emotion is not something that WWE is able to manifest in its crowds now because they don't, they seem to have forgotten or they are unwilling to make stars that people will truly care about. It always seems like to me for a few years, they've got. Um, they've always they like to have like three or four real stars, and the whole rest of their roster is, is dispensable uh, jobbers. Like they they will they will sacrifice anybody um for on on the whole rest of their roster except for you know like Roman and now Becky and uh and, and it, yeah and Lesnar and and it's no. been it's been these it's been those three. I mean Becky's probably been the least amount of uh, uh, the least um amount of time on on that list you know what i mean because at first she was kind of a mid-card female wrestler for a little while you know um but roman and brock like they've been head and shoulders above everybody for years and yeah. pretty much everybody else is just treating dean ambrose was treated just like you know who gives a fuck or daniel bryan when he came back he came back was treated like Mid- mid-card daniel bryan old that mid-card was... fucking mediocre ass daniel bryan and then uh yeah. A man retires from pro wrestling, forced uh-huh. to retire forced because to of injury. As the as the 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 most over wrestler in the world, probably at that time. At that particular time, due to injury, because of how much he loves wrestling, he finally gets his big moment. He has to retire. Yep. He comes back from retirement. Yep. And it's huge. They, they have him feud with big casts. Yeah. In the in a mid card feud, when when he comes back, mm-hmm. he's the hottest that he could possibly be. He's the most over babyface. He overcame traumatic brain injury yeah. <laughs> to return to return to a thing that gives you traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. because the thing that gave so him much. Yeah. traumatic brain injuries, <laughs> and they have no idea what to do with him. Nope, they don't. They don't put the belt on him. They he's don't even like, put him in the main event. Yeah, but in in their defense, like he's not, you know, he's not like Cesaro or Sheamus. You know, it's Daniel Bryan. He's short, Dusty. Right, he's a little short. He's a vegan. Who would like? Who would like this guy? Kevin Owens, same thing, dude. Like, 
Kevin Owens had his time. He had his time at the top. You know what I mean? And 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 but I feel like that guy is like better than almost everybody they have. It's it's endless. Finn Balor. Oh uh, yeah, Shinsuke, Nak- Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn. All oh yeah, Sami Zayn's an egregious one. That that one is tough. Uh, even so, even uh, to it's uh, to some level, Sasha Banks at some points. Yeah, like AJ Styles is AJ's, now in a yeah. tag team feud. He. <laughs> He might he might still be the best wrestler in the world because he <laughs> makes a guy who has zero training look like a killer in mm-hmm. his tag team. He's the only guy they could put with the his tag partner almost where it doesn't look like he's going to kill somebody mm-hmm. by being in the team with him because AJ does all the work and then he tags in almost and almost is just big for five minutes. And he's and just and AJ's just a guy now. He's just yeah. a guy and on the they, roster. They take everybody who's special because they were special somewhere else. And then they break them down, and then they don't. Re- then they don't realize, like, oh, why does why won't people get behind this guy anymore? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they book them, they book them into otherism or into mediocrity or sameism. You know what I mean? They yeah. book them into just being another wrestler, and then they don't realize why they why they don't get the reaction of the superstar that they always used to be. And then they right. they seem to take it out on the actual person. Um, yeah. I, or why why they have to bring back Goldberg, who's fifty three years old, to headline a SummerSlam match? I how who is getting jacked up for Goldberg? Like I don't get it. Like I I don't I don't just like the guy. Yeah. If you if you bring him back, and he's got a mid card uh, thing against Cesaro or some shit, like yeah. that's fine. But like you're having him come back and like like fight in like you know 14 second title matches like yeah i saw a thing and um my buddy i think my buddy rep posted it too on on um twitter but i saw it posted a couple places where um goldberg has been uh like a uh, a legacy act like an old man legacy act in wwe for longer than he was in wcw yeah, that's a hundred is a hundred percent true. Um, that's wild, huh? Yeah, and, and good for Goldberg. Have, it's not his fault. No, no, I don't blame Goldberg. Get your, get money, your bag, dude. dog. Like, like I'm fucking they, stoked about that. You got those traps. Get your bag. They had Goldberg two years after WCW went out of business, and they booked him to lose to Triple H <laughs> a bunch. They made him look like shit. <laughs> on a one-year deal they made him lose and I, all the all this in my brain goes back to brock lesnar brock lesnar is the cause of and also the recipient the beneficiary of his own bullshit that he pulled because brock uh, cena i guess but cena they were going to fire cena before he figured out the rapper gimmick thing um just groundbreaking so he, he eventually became a giant star yeah. But Lesnar was the last dude that they strapped, like they strapped a fucking rocket to Lesnar. He yeah. beat he beat everybody. He beat he he made Hogan submit. He beat Rob Van Dam. He beat The Rock. He beat, like they were gonna have him go over Stone Cold Steve Austin on TV in a cold match, and that's why Austin walked out of WWE for a while. See, I support uh, all of those except for going over Rock. Obviously, nobody goes over Rock or uh, Austin. <laughs> I protect well, those Austin, men. <laughs> well, Austin was like. I'll lose to Brock Lesnar. I don't have a problem with that. He's like, but you realize there's money to be made in a match between me and Brock Lesnar. Why would you throw this match out for free 
with no promotion on a random Monday night raw. Yeah. And I heard a thing about how, like, if you presented somebody to something to Austin, he would always say, okay, then what, what's next? Yeah. Just like that. Stupid. uh, That CM Punk, uh, that CM Punk part of the cabana interview. He goes, Oh yeah. Who am I working with next? That's great. I'll lose to the rock. I'll lose to the undertaker, but you're, you're making me worse. Yeah. Like you're not helping them because the rock beats me. The rock is fine. Nobody, the, no, the rock legacy is not denigrated by losing to CM Punk, but CM Punk's on TV every single week. And it goes back to the same thing of like, well, CM Punk can beat all of the guys that are on his same level. All the guys that are on TV every single week that he wrestles, he can beat all those guys. But if a guy isn't on TV every week and he comes in and it's special and he wrestles CM Punk, CM Punk's losing that match. And that's an insane way to book your top talent. Yeah. No matter who it is, Punk or anybody. So Lesnar, they strap this rocket to him. He beats everybody. Beats the Undertaker in a hell in a cell. He's the champ. He's doing all this stuff. He decides he doesn't want to work for WWE anymore. And so he leaves. And so now they aren't getting any of the cachet off of the fact that they put him over like a monster for two years. And that, I think, truly is the last time Vince McMahon thought, it's about a star and it's not about the WWE from now on the WWE is the star mm-hmm. because the WWE will never walk out of WWE. Yeah. So they don't strap rockets to guys and they either, they have people that don't think about wrestling the way that people classically have thought about it or don't understand the formula. Like I know it's a TV show. I know the wrestling is not real. I know the wins and losses don't matter in the sense of a real athletic contest they matter once again, like I said before, in the world of the wrestling TV show, it matters who wins and loses because guys that win get over because people like to see them win, and guys that lose are guys that lose. And, and even it even matters to the smart fans, like even though they know it's booked, yeah. the 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 who wins and who loses, who goes over and stuff, it might not make us think, oh shit, that guy's the best wrestler. You know what I mean? Right. But it we watch it to we watch it now even in some ways to critique. We root for the people who we like to win all their matches because it's a great opportunity for that human being and that character, right? Right. And we also watch it to critique the production itself. So even within that context, who wins and who loses a hundred percent matters. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's because I get behind this guy. And if you're going to treat that guy like shit, why do I care about watching your show? Yeah. If you're going to do stupid-ass things with the guy, like, why would I invest my time in caring about Daniel Bryan when I know that there's no reason to? Because you're going to book him like shit, and you're going to have him lose these matches that he should win. And then then I become apathetic to the idea of it, because like, he works hard, and he's a great wrestler, and he has something and they're just never going to let him have it because they don't think that he has anything. Cause they're not listening to the people that pay the money to watch their show. Cause yeah. Vince, cause Vince has his ideas about what Vince has his ideas about. Uh, speak, speaking of which. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I know where you're going with this. That is uh that is clearly Paul White's music. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. <laughs> you let uh, me let me have it. I I wanted to see how many swerves we could do in a row. Yeah. Uh, so Friday night, huge anticipation. Uh, it's been rumored for like what a week and a half, something like that. Um, 
CM Punk makes his AEW debut. Uh, the 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 crowd is going ape shit at the beginning. They turn the thing on. The crowd's already chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, and they uh, they had someone else come out, right? They hit the no because uh, Vince isn't there. Um, oh well, but imagine imagine how pissed they would have been. Oh man, isn't that good TV, dude? So many people on Twitter were <laughs> were bringing that shit up, saying like um, somebody else should have came out, and then Punk comes and beat that dude's ass or something like that. Why? Why? Yeah. Do, why do you have to do that? How you about you why? just have the guy walk out and give everybody ice cream? <laughs> you know why? Because we've been trained for years to you never get the thing you want. <laughs> you never ever get the thing you want. Like I. I wasn't sure what they what they should do. Obviously, in retrospect, having him come out first is the only option on the table. I thought they might be able to pull off waiting the hour. Yeah. Like have the matches. People are there from for the matches as well. And then at the end, you like it never crossed my mind that he's not showing up. Just where do you place him is the important thing to me but for for uh, about 24 hours before i was a hundred percent i almost texted you on team do it first yeah um, i'll in tell retrospect, you why continue in retrospect i'm totally on team do it first the only thing yeah. i thought was maybe you have darby allen come out for a promo segment because it's it's kind of a him and darby allen thing at this yeah. point and darby allen you know starts his promo and he says something about the best in the world boom the music hits and you have punk come out yeah that is a very i'll admit that is a very pro wrestling thing for me to think Mm -hmm. whereas like you pointed out to me like there's no the the show couldn't have gone on if he didn't show up first like those people were on the point of lunacy for him to come out and if you would have made them wait it would have either made the pop worse or it would have made the show unwatchable well they're yeah they're gonna be so unrestless during these other matches and the other matches aren't exactly your headliners um right. not all of them at least um you had you had uh, moxley on the last match but um and the only way that it was gonna help well more so than the rumors because the rumors obviously helped their ratings a lot but the only way it was gonna give a bump to the rest of their guys even further for like the the actual fact that he showed up rather than just the speculation was if you do it first and then everybody finds out and then they go straight to AEW to to watch it and the, right. that gets more eyes on the thing if you do it last nobody's going to do that um right. but like yeah i feel like I, I i just feel like you couldn't it, especially since everybody was so sure it was going to happen if it was like a very light rumor where the show would have went on the crowd would have been happy and maybe it like 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 every cm punk rumor until this one has been where they're in chicago so it has a natural like they they might chant his name they might chant his name but they're not pissed if he doesn't show up and like but in this one they were going to be pissed if he didn't show up so like once it gets over that line i feel like you have to get it out of the way you have to pull the band-aid off and I'm glad they did it the way they did it rather than doing like a segment or like a 
Um, like they said, like like people were talking about plays music. One of their heels comes out and fucking has been a dickhead about it. And then CM Punk comes out and beats that dude's ass. Like that's super, that's super WWE for the first, but that, that one yeah. is super WWE. But also like him coming back was such an intimate thing. Like it's such a sentimental moment. Um, I think they saw that coming really well. Uh, whoever's idea it was to do it the way that, he, that they did. I'm sure Punk might have even had something to say about it. But um, they saw the sentimentality, the tears, the um, like, especially since Punk's, Punk's such a good promo and he knew exactly what to do with that one. Um, having just him that moment, Darby Allen up in the rafters even was, I think, a great fucking move too. Yeah. Um, because he was there, he was he was featured and but he didn't come out, he didn't walk, he didn't grab a microphone, he just like he was there to get yelled at. Yeah. And um I just think everything was perfect about it. Yeah, well, and I wouldn't have him beat up a heel because I mean this is purely a capitalist uh thought process, but like the first time that CM Punk touches somebody, I I would want it to be on pay-per-view. You, 100%. you pay yeah. you pay to watch him fight somebody. That's a good like, point. Yeah. That's that's his draw. Like I listened to the I re-listened to the Colt Cabana uh CM Punk oh, podcast cool. a couple of days ago. And he said that in an argument with Vince, he said, you know, if you don't think that I'm the top guy, that's fine. But then you let me go somewhere else and I'll show you that I'm the top guy, that I'm everything that I say that I am, and I'm more than that. And I think Punk sees himself as an attraction like Brock Lesnar is or like he still thinks about it in in the way that wrestling is like fight promotion. And at the end, you want to have somebody pay money to see two guys fight, even if it's predetermined. Like, And so I think that's going to be a huge boost to their pay-per-view. Like all out is going to sell substantially more. I'm very before. curious what all out's going to sell. Like, I, I mean, I have, I don't know if you want to get super into, I have some figures from Friday that I, that I pulled from WrestleNomics. Uh, mm-hmm. There were 1.1 million viewers for mm-hmm. CM Punk's return on a Friday night, by the way, it's the second rampage show. It was up 53% from the previous week. And yeah, they said that they said that it was the their highest weekly show since the uh, debut of Dynamite. Yeah, uh, and that they were they were up seventy five percent in the key demo, the eighteen to forty nine demo, and uh, there was one point three million people watching the CM Punk promo. So they they lost a, a couple people, but they maintained most of that audience for the rest of the show. So that is also Punk's like drawing card is mm-hmm. you, you come in for CM Punk and then you get a fun jungle boy and Luchasaurus match. You get mm-hmm. to see John Moxley, you get to see the product, but CM Punk drew those people make no mistake. CM Punk drew that house in Chicago. He drew those viewers. Like that is all based on him. And yeah. And I think, I think it went so well that it's going to be an even bigger boom then it would have been just by itself uh, if it didn't go as well. You know, if it was like, it, this was, this exceeded a lot of people's expectations, including mine for a debut yeah. um, in terms of the crowd reaction, in terms of the reaction from him, of in terms of how it made me feel like watching him jump into the crowd, aside from the COVID things I was thinking uh, right. the the 
it would that was really cool um him coming out and getting onto his knees was really cool him sitting down in the in the uh in the ring was really cool the 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 war the one thing i didn't like was the shameless taking your jacket off for your new merch horse shit um i i i he didn't he like i i get it and stuff but like he's the punk he's the punk straight edge like anti-corporate guy yeah but he's a pretty corporate guy like when he is a crafty businessman when i was uh when we listened to colt cabana podcast and he was talking about asking uh asking vince if he could start putting sponsors on his shorts and while i get it because that's a lot of money it seemed completely antithetical to his fucking character which is odd to me well what i what i think is and this is uh, in some way defending him i agree yeah, that it is. And I'm not, I know I'm not shitting it, but, on him before it, but like, it's just, it oh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think he looked at WWE as a straight, like he said in the promo, like it was a straight up job. And the point of that job is to make money. Yeah. And how much money can he make? Especially so, since he was already like, underpaid, which I do agree right. with him on. Like, sure. And so whenever he's bitching about payoffs and he's like, if I, you know, you better pay me the same way that you pay these other top guys. Yeah. If, if there's no joy in it, he's not wrestling for the fun. He's wrestling because this is the biggest company. He can make the most money. So in theory, he can retire and not have to wrestle anymore, which is also true. He doesn't have to wrestle. He's got money. Yeah, for sure. If it's just a job, what are the best ways that he can leverage himself to make the most money? Cause he, like he said in that, in the cabana interview, he's making WWE just like all the fighters in the UFC, just like all the wrestlers now, uh, like they're, he's making substantially more for WWE than WWE is paying him. Oh yeah. It's not even and, close. You, generally not, not even close, even for right, the top and, guys. And he's the top merchandise seller for WWE yeah. when he's a baby face. Like I get it. Yeah. It, but I, I took it as kind of a cheeky, like he knows what he's doing. Like he's promoting that shirt, but he could have worn that sweatshirt and the all of those shirts still would have sold out you know like yeah and and he could have like he 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 made it an event to take that shirt off and like everybody you could tell the whole crowd was like oh it's the fucking merch man (laughs) and like apparently they shut down pro pro wrestling tees and shit he crashed he crashed pro wrestling tees for the whole weekend (laughs) like to buy so apparently they sold out of all the punk shirts in this in the in the united center like there was nay a shirt left to be found. That's sick. So that's the single event shirt. That's the special. I was in this building when this happened. Yeah. Then they put out the shirt as the regular, you know, new CM Punk shirt, right? The return shirt that crashed pro wrestling tees. And I was listening to a podcast today called the PWT podcast. And the guys on there were talking about how many punk shirts they've sold and said it smashed the record. For most shirts ever sold said that they've i don't know if this is hyperbole but they were like we've we've uh we're out of ringer shirts like every ringer shirt in north america we can't find a single one of them to help to try to fill these orders what's a ringer shirt it's like the baseball shirt it has the little oh with the things at the, the on the biceps yeah the, one, the kind that the okay that makes sense uh yeah yeah and i understand but what i was i was uh when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, they're going to sell every one of those in the building just because it says I was there on the back. Oh, yeah. 
in giant red letters. It says I was there. It's, and yeah, the people are going to eat that. If the guys, if guys are going to go and buy a fucking replica belt at the, at, at the, at the house shows and shit, they're going to yeah. buy every single one of those t-shirts. That's I don't, yeah, and, I don't wear wrestling tees and I might've bought that one <laughs> if I was there. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to wait, but that CM Punk shirt is, is coming. It's going to be yours. Yeah. It's, I saw a thing uh, and unopened one of the ice creams was a thousand dollars on eBay. Dude, the ice cream wrapper was going for like 40 bucks. <laughs> Just the wrapper that has punk on it. Uh, so ultimately the, the point of this to me is WWE never wanted CM Punk. They signed him because they heard he was the biggest indie wrestler in the world. They probably didn't want other people to have him was more. That's that's why WWE signs a lot of guys. That's why that's why you see these right. guys become mid-card guys because all it is is Vince doesn't want him wrestling for other people. Right. And he had a lot of buzz and they signed him. And then uh, uh, apparently in their developmental system, they hated him. They hate the they hated the way he worked and they hated all this stuff and they were going to fire him. And they were having a meeting where they were just shit talking him. And Shawn Michaels was at this meeting and he's like, hey, why not instead of just shitting on this guy, do you not just tell him what the problem is and then see if he can make an adjustment? And because you might have a star on your hands, but that's not how they think about it. They, they hate indie wrestling. They hate indie wrestlers. And so then in spite of it all, punk becomes a big star and he, he wants to leave. And then he resigns because they promised to make him a top guy. And for a few years, he is a top guy. And then he gets sick of it and he fine and he leaves them and he's gone. For like seven years and the whole time they're like CM Punk was never that big he's not uh, he's not a guy that we're worried about he's not gonna he doesn't change the parameters of things or whatever uh, Roman Reigns kind of got misquoted over the weekend saying that CM Punk doesn't move the needle he was I think what he was meaning is he's not like a rock or a Stone Cold Steve Austin which might be a fair comparison nobody is the rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin like there will never be another rock or stone cold steve austin in my opinion in wrestling Mm -hmm. but cm punk moves the needle to say the dude is not a giant star would is like a complete misrepresentation of what that guy brings to the table because people for whatever reason they care about cm punk like there there are people crying in the in the arena which is fine like people were shitting on crying guy on Twitter, that guy was super stoked. Yeah, if you're shitting on crying guy, go fuck yourself. Get get your life right. Think about who you are and <laughs> why yeah. you're you're shitting on somebody who's displaying emotion at something that they found profoundly emotional in in public. Like, why are you so small that yeah. that you you are incapable of doing something like that? I was like, I I tweeted, I I don't get emotional about wrestling the way that I used to because I. Yeah. I've watched it for so long. I'm sure with baseball, it's kind of the similar thing for you. Like I've watched it for so long. I have such an analytical view of it. It's hard for me to get very excited about. It's more like that. that for, it's more like that for stand up for me. Um, uh, that's why like I, I got so into that Bo Burnham special. Cause it's something different that I can't pick apart like that. But when somebody like when uh, even when like Chappelle or Burr puts out something, it's like all I'm doing is looking at the technique and it's, right. I only did stand up for two years and it's, it's like, 
broken me for it. You know what I mean? I still enjoy it, but like it's different now. Right. Um, when I watch wrestling, I still enjoy it, but I'm I'm looking at the moves and I'm going like, okay, so what's the story? Exactly. What's, yeah. what's next? Oh, this is probably the finish. Oh, this probably isn't the finish because they want to build a little more. Like it would be I'm, so stupid if they did this rather than <laughs> rather than it. I would be so devastated if they did this. There's two distinct right. different ways to watch it. There. But like legitimately with with no shame all of friday i was i was buzzed like there was electricity for me even before i was watching the show because it was a huge deal that this could happen like i had nervous energy and the last time that i had that kind of nervous energy the only two things that i can think of recently were when cm punk beat john cena at money in the bank uh, whenever he said that he was going to leave WWE, he's going to win the title and leave. And then mm-hmm. they actually pulled the trigger and had him beat John Cena. And I was like, I don't know where this story's going now. Yeah. I don't know. I was so excited for that. And when Daniel Bryan won the title at WrestleMania 30, that was legitimately well, like that the, wasn't that the first wrestling match we watched together? The first wrestling show we watched together. God <laughs> damn. Look at us now. And I know. Because I was legitimately moved. Like I'd followed this guy's whole career. I didn't think they were ever going to do it. I didn't think they were going to give it to him. And I kept thinking of ways they were going to screw him out of it. Mm -hmm. And then they, and then they did it. And that's like the big thing to take away from this for me is Tony Khan for all the things you can say about him or not say about him. He knows the audience and he knows that the thing that they want, the Avenger people want the Avengers to beat Thanos at the end. They want to be taken on a story. They want there to be twists and turns. They want it to be emotional. But at the end, they want the good guy to win. And sometimes it's fun when the good guy doesn't win. Breaking Bad's an amazing show because you're rooting for all these characters, but you're root, like you don't want Walt to win at the end. You want something else to happen. Yeah. But you want to get invested. Tony Khan has found a way to get jaded super fans of wrestling invested in his wrestling show and all by giving them things that they want like they didn't do the bullshit we play the music some other guy comes out they didn't do some other guy gets in the ring and beats up cm punk on his return like they let him go in the ring and cut a 20 minute promo and that's all he did and now he's going to be on dynamite on wednesday and i'm he's just going to talk again great i'm i'm probably gonna watch sign me up like and when like when adam page finally beats kenny omega it's gonna be so fulfilling because the story has been laid out like i I, it doesn't matter to me that i know where the what the end is i want to see how you get to the end yeah and i think wwe they used to be really good at that and now they like outsmart themselves or they don't want to do it, you know. And the the idea that punk like is more over now than he was seven years ago when he left wrestling is crazy. And if he had come back to WWE, I don't think that they would have done it the same way. They would have messed it up somehow. He would have he he would have feuded with uh, Baron Corbin or. Uh... Who's who's the fuck? What's his name? The giant guy who they loved with the really close together eyes that they they released oh. recently. Uh, 
He was a Wyatt family member. Oh. How are we forgetting his name? Uh, Braun Strowman. Braun God Strowman, damn it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would have had him lose to Strowman or something or, or right. Lashley and like, yeah. or maybe beat somebody first and then lose to Strowman or Lashley and then just go back to the middle of the line. Like, right. because they don't allow it to be what what uh they don't allow it to be what the fans would enjoy the most which is about the wrestlers like um i heard Cornette talking about how um he's talking about ecw mm-hmm. and uh he hates ecw um i personally enjoyed ecw the show we watched uh barely legal and shit but uh he hates it and he's he said that he hates it because uh part of the reason uh was he thinks the wrestlers should hate it because you go in there and you get your shit, the shit kicked out of you for real. And everybody's working stiff and, and, and hurting themselves. And the crowd's chanting the name of the promoter and not the name of the wrestler. Right. And um, while I think that's a simplified way to explain that, um, because it's not necessarily that they're just going, you know, corporate overlords, corporate overlords, right. like it would be if people were chanting WWE right now. Um, ECW was a whole different club. You know what I mean? Then um, right. I, I think those fans really did appreciate those wrestlers like crazy. But uh, now that's kind of what WWE wants. And like AEW, Tony Khan seems to realize that, hey, what if what if the product, the, the wrestlers make the product? If a wrestler comes in and he's huge, why don't I use how huge this wrestler is? Not diminish how huge this wrestler is. What an amazing how, concept. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For a for a, 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 a business that's all promotion, yeah. you, you're a PR company like and you're going to do this to everybody who comes in that's huge. Like, that's why I think that's why we haven't seen punk until now, because there hasn't been anything like this a- out there, like unless he was going to go to Japan, I guess. And because they, they could have paid him, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, I think. I, he said, "I uh, you watched the you sent me the media scrum." I yeah, the press conference. It. Yeah, I, wa- I watched the punk side of it. I didn't watch the yeah. Tony Khan side of it. But he said, you know, like people every couple of years, there's somebody that pops up who's got money who approaches Punk and is like, "Hey, I've got money and I'll have TV and we'll we'll do the whole thing." And Punk never goes with those people because he's a very cautious. But like he knows that his worth is in coming back and he only gets to come back one time for yeah. real and so you know he said he'd been talking to tony khan for like a year and a half because yeah. he wanted to to get things set up right and he wanted to do the comeback correctly and he, and he want, said like, he wanted to talk to his friends who were there and see how their experiences were going and all these this stuff right and so uh, i think he's he's an incredibly savvy person about his own character but also about the wrestling business. Like, and I have no doubt that like, I have no doubt that he's going to put a bunch of butts in seats for all out on pay-per-view and that he's going to beat Darby Allen in that match. And that's fine. He he, should beat Darby. Allen. He really needs to beat Darby Allen, but I bet it's not going to be a squash. It's not going to be Becky Lynch showing up and winning in 26 seconds, which is a whole different situation. So it's not a one-to-one. I'm not comparing apples and apples here, but like, it's not, it's going to, I think it's, if, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be a good enough match. Alan's going to have his moments. It's not going to be a, an entire beat down domination, but Punk's still going to go over big. Like, yeah. oh, you can't in have, Chicago, he can't lose. 
He just yeah, can't. and you can't have it be like he can't cheat to win. He can't do all. He can't like it has to be definitive. He's got to beat him pretty good, but also Darby Allen has to get his moments to make sure that you know you're you're because they want to pump Allen. There's a reason they're putting him against him, and that's yeah. another thing. You're not putting some shithead against him. You're putting one of the guys that you're trying to promote. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what is that thing called? The coffin drop or the coffin? Yeah, the coffin drop. I like that move. That's a cool move. Darby Allen is gonna be. A, he's going to be a star like he wrestles so as long as he doesn't get hurt because he wrestles so reckless like recklessly and like he whenever he does dives it looks like he's really throwing himself into the dude that he's diving on and the coffin drop looks like it hurts like shit uh because he lands right on the guy it looks like it hurts them both mm-hmm. but he's great like and him losing to punk doesn't denigrate him at all because I bet eventually Punk gives him that win back because CM Punk understands that it's a business and wrestling is about getting guys that you can have matches with that people want to pay money for. Yeah, and, I think I think they need to book Punk hard. Like, I don't think Punk needs to lose for a while. Um, you you have him you have him win for a while. You might you don't even have to give him the title. Like like you talked about giving. Uh, 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 Brian, the title, uh, uh, Danielson. Um, that I'm I'm cool with that. Let Punk be in like high profile feuds, or or giving Paige the title, obviously. Um, yeah. And because he doesn't need the belt, especially for a while, you can build that for a while. He becomes the champion. He stays the champion for a while. Stays undefeated, and then eventually loses to somebody that you really want to put over. Maybe Darby Allen again, or maybe uh, one of the other younger guys that are that are coming yeah. through. You know what I mean? So like. I, I don't think he necessarily has to um, he, you don't have to put him over like you, you put Brock over at the beginning or anything like that because he, he doesn't necessarily need that. But I think to really get the most out of him, if you keep him undefeated for a little bit and then give that win away, you can get a lot out of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'd have I mean, if it were me, I would I would have him uh, win challenge Omega lose to Omega and that's his first loss Kenny Omega is the dude that beats him and because that's only in my mind I don't know what they're what they're thinking and maybe Mm -hmm. I'm wrong Mm -hmm. but I still think Adam Page is the money like because you can give Punk that belt at any point but Punk doesn't need the belt yeah like Adam Page needs the belt to make him a guy that then doesn't need the belt like (laughs) if if you have Punk feud with Pac and he feuds with the Lucha Bros and he feuds with Jungle Boy and he feuds with John Moxley, he wrestles all those guys. You've got programs for Punk that aren't him having the title. And I would have Omega be like, be scared. He doesn't want to wrestle CM Punk because he doesn't know if he can beat him. Yeah. And, and then he beats him. Then I would have him beat Danielson. And then I would have him lose to Adam Page. Like, that's. Uh, it pushes back the Adam Page story, and I don't know that that's what they want to do, but it also helps because it gives more wins f- to Omega. If, which again is if he hadn't lost to Christian, like you're just building the story that Kenny Omega is the premier pro wrestler in the world. He yeah. beats the other guys, but I could be convinced that putting the belt on Punk is the best idea, or putting the belt on Danielson is the best idea. The fun of it is I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think any way you go, is not necessarily a wrong move? I just think 
ultimately, if you're putting the belt on guys that have been famous elsewhere and a big, big stars elsewhere that can change the perception of the promotion. And I don't know that that's what you want to do. Yeah. The, the, they are blessed with options. Yeah. Um, and unlike a lot of the situations that we've uh, grown accustomed to, I kind of trust them to do something cool. Um, just as long as Paul White's not involved. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, what if Big Show ends up being the champ in like in like three beats, months and he, he doesn't Omega? Yeah, he doesn't he no. never loses like Big Show's their that's, big guy. Yeah. Mark Henry has to beat him. That's yeah, the, they gotta bring uh, in Flair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mark Henry. Yeah, it'd be a good one too. Taz comes in yeah. and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> so like ultimately as a wrestling fan, like I'm super I'm very excited to see what happens. Like AEW has my attention and also Football is coming back, and so those Monday Night Raw ratings might be in real trouble. And I'm already starting they, to see stinking football tweets, and I'm I got sad for some reason this year. Like, I don't the, dislike, I don't hate football, but like, yeah. I, I just started seeing people tweet about fucking football players and hurt running backs and shit, and I was like, oh god, they're back. The football fans are back. The but the the gap between Dynamite and raw might not be as far as people think like because AEW is doing all these things to build their profile cm punk is a mainstream news story like it was a big deal people i know who don't know anything about wrestling knew about it the pastor of my church heard about it that guy's not plugged into wrestling at all he doesn't know who cm punk is but he heard big time wrestler returns to thing you know well yeah espn was tweeting it and like I showed a couple fan, a couple friends who are uh, just um, MMA fans, so yeah. they just know Punk from the guy who got his ass whooped in the UFC twice. Yeah, and I was like, "You want to see what kind of a star that guy is?" And neither of them knew, like during the whole UFC run, all that stuff, they didn't realize what a big deal this guy was when he when. Uh, which I think makes a little makes it make a little bit more sense why Dana was down to do what he did, but um, uh, we can go yeah, down Dana, that whole rabbit hole if, if we if if Dana White recognizes that your guy is a giant star and you didn't recognize it, like Dana yeah. White's in the promotion business, like whatever else happened with that is what happened with it, yeah, and it was an it was an inevitability. But the fact that Dana White was able to say like okay, this guy draws enough eyeballs to where it's worth it to me to give him money to come to my promotion. Like, it didn't hurt the UFC at all. To Dana pay. White doesn't give anybody money. No, it doesn't. but it didn't hurt the UFC at all to pay P- CM Punk to, to boost a show in Chicago. You know, like, they recognized his ability and talent even after WWE had a chance to try to get him back to work with him. And they refused because they never want because again they never wanted them in the first place they never saw what everybody else has seen so i'm interested what did your friends who don't watch wrestling think about it they thought it was they, they thought that they were like what the f-? like they couldn't believe the reaction because well they didn't yeah. watch the whole promo or anything they just watched the right, just the, reaction. the chanting just- <laughs> and then the pop like yeah and um it blew their mind i showed my dad too and he's like what the heck is that because like Unless you're a wrestling fan or you watch um, 
certain certain um uh sports like like i've seen conor mcgregor get a pop like that i've seen uh when masvidal need ben Askren in the head he got a pop like that um there's a lot of moments in in mma because mma is like the the most pop heavy sport you can ever have because a guy can get knocked out like that you know what i mean like even like in like well i've seen stuff like walk-offs in in baseball and like stuff like that you hit a hole in one at a pga at a a big moment a pga tournament tiger had some big pops and stuff but like to see that happen in wrestling where like because a lot of people who watch other sports but they don't watch wrestling they they still don't understand it so they they are probably surprised to see a crowd of adults losing their mind like that over this yeah. thing because they still think, you know, it's fake, right? You know what I mean? Right. So, like, yeah, it blew their mind. It really did. Yeah. Definitively for me, by the way, that punk, that punk pop might, might take the number one spot. Mm. The, the only one that I can think of mm-hmm. that beats it is when Steve Austin came out. Yep to help mankind win his first world title that i think like, i think that, that one building beats it, could to have be honest. that that building could have collapsed i don't think that loud... i don't think that moment beats it like it's yeah, cm right. punk is a better moment but just but, that pop and the energy from the crowd like those those attitude era crowds were on adderall dog yeah. like those people were there there was something in the air with uh, with, that, with uh, those insane crowds when the glass breaks uh, in that segment yeah that you can't it's white hot like i'm i imagine it's one of those things where they talk about like when something is so loud it doesn't sound like anything yeah you know like it's uh, the deafening roar right that it's so loud and the punk thing that's probably two with a bullet i'd have to say like triple h got a real big pop when he returned from injury there's a you could go through rock and uh rock and hogan had a big one at their wrestlemania well and austin has a couple of them and yeah. uh, um, every time in 1998 that glass breaks yeah. it's your ass it, it's your it's ass, your ass. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's coming for it but like uh, recently forget it man like it's the loudest pot everybody's trying to say the lesnar thing was as big or the becky lynch thing was as big uh, As respectfully yeah, you're incorrect yeah. like it that's the biggest moment and they're going to ride that momentum. I have, again, like we talked about, I have faith that AEW is going to be able to find a way to harness that momentum. Whereas the Brock return and the Becky return, they've already messed one of them up, in my opinion. And the other one, I don't know. I don't know what you do beyond the big pop. I don't know what Lesnar's thing is beyond the pop. There's going to be a little bump. Lesnar always sells yeah. a little bit of tickets, but like, I, w- I wouldn't call it a momentum bump. Like, I tweeted that night. I, I think it was my best tweet of the string where I was like, uh, there, there's a pane of glass at WWE headquarters that says, in case you need an emergency, break glass. And Brock Lesnar's just sh- sitting behind it with an empty bag with a dollar sign on it. Yeah. Because that, that's <laughs> all it is. squats with it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're basically, they have a surprise in their back pocket all the time. They can always bring Brock back. And it's a it's it's a pop i even pop a little bit for like i even get a little stoked for it i I wasn't like i i think after the punk thing i was like all right of course they were gonna fucking do this one as soon as he came out but like um i was i'm still i'm excited to see brock lesnar every time because he's a generational freak he really is and like i understand why they threw the they threw the kitchen sink at him trying to get him and like um, and and they why they put him over all the time and why he beats everybody and why he's historically beat everybody like he is 
he is what they pretend not what they pretended Goldberg was. I think that that might be a little too harsh, but what they thought right. Goldberg was is Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. I think he's the poor, he's the rich man's Goldberg. Yeah. And, and he's literally the rich man's Goldberg because they had to pay. I'm imagining they paid a lot of money for Lesnar. Oh, dude, good for him. Good yeah. for him. That's thinking. Get your money. And Reigns versus Lesnar with the added thing of Paul Heyman, it does interest me. It's going like, to be interesting. Reigns as a heel versus Lesnar, as I suppose a baby face, but Brock Lesnar is just Brock Lesnar. He's like, he's like Sid. He just he lives outside he the, he lives outside the, it's like Becky Lynch almost does now too. Yeah. Uh, not, not entirely as much as Brock, but like Brock completely just lives outside of heel or baby face. Like, like uh, Austin did. Yeah. Um, uh, at, at least once Austin was Austin, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about him talking because I'm entertained when Brock Lesnar talks right. because it's Take hilarious. Take that horseshoe. Take yeah. that horseshoe. Frank, Frank Mir had a horseshoe up his ass, pull it out and beat him over the head with it. Yeah. Frank Mir had a horseshoe up his ass. I told him that a year ago. I pulled that some bitch out and I beat him over the head with it. <laughs> Might climb I, on top of my wife tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to sit out with my friends and family. And hell, I might even get on top of my wife tonight. See y'all later. Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody, uh, I, I, you know what? I don't like doing this. I don't like committing myself to things, but I'm, I have to edit this tonight anyway. I'm going to put that horseshoe up his ass uh, <laughs> thing right there just so yeah. you guys can hear it because it's hilarious. Um, yeah. But I don't know what they do. I don't know if they bring in a manager for him um, or if they just have him talk for himself. He's going to have to talk a little bit, I think. Um, I would I would do it in vignettes. I, I don't think that I would have him talk in the ring. I think that you could sell this match big enough where if you just videoed Lesnar because then you can edit it and you mm-hmm. just put in like things about like just show him fucking people up like that's it show him and working then, and working out in alaska or wherever he lives in yeah, canada like, canada i think yeah he lives in saskatchewan i think some but, weird ass fucking yeah you yeah, gotta drive giant. 10 miles to get to a payphone and shit right like that because lesnar the the weakness in lesnar's game is that he can't really talk well it's that like, he can't talk it's that he's got a little tiny flat top and he's got he's got little square teeth. <laughs> yeah, like he should just he should, that's why they have Heyman with him because he can just stand there and do his little bounce back and forth and less and Heyman will sell it. That was a match that. made in heaven. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to see um if they give him somebody or if they like like you just said do vignettes. I think you can do either way. I'd like to see um I if if they brought somebody in I'd like to see who they would bring in. Uh I'm curious. Like it'd be badass to bring like Kurt Angle back, and he's yeah, Brock's, I, he's Brock's guy. You know what I mean? But I uh, just that's, don't. That's know. so WWE of me. Well, and like the other problem is I don't know who you bring in that's going to be able to talk with Heyman, because Heyman, like he's historically one of the best talkers in wrestling history. He's probably he's the best promo guy in WWE right now. Like he's going to eviscerate whoever whoever they would put with with Brock. well it depends because it's it's not like you're doing an actual debate or an actual snap off you know what i mean like it's right. going to be scripted you're going to have uh uh 
two people like going no the other person's probably not going to be as articulate and like good at acting as Heyman but uh you could there's some guys out there who are plenty talented to to do fine but like they're kind of few and far between is is Jerry the King is Jerry the King Lawler uh does he have his faculties is he gone yet he does but he's he's been silly for so long Dude, like, that's I was fucking one last hoorah. Fucking Jerry the King Lawler is is yeah. is uh is uh bringing in Brock Lesnar. That'd be hilarious. Um, is, or bring in Cornette. That'd be crazy. <laughs> like yeah, but uh, he's a he, he's a heel manager. He hates Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman hates yeah. him. <laughs> and uh, but he also hates Brock Lesnar. So oh, does he? He threatened to shoot Brock Lesnar with a gun. <laughs> so that fucking guy, man. Like dude, Cornette, you can't. Uh, he just, I've never, I don't hate anybody as much as Jim Cornette hates like 52% of people. Oh, he, the, as much as he hates Vince Russo, you'll never, you'll never hate anybody that bad. And, and then they talked to Vince Russo and Russo's like, yeah, I, I actually kind of like Jim. Like he just <laughs> fucking hate, he hates me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I'm stoked for punk. I'm stoked for uh, the rest of the guys that they're debuting. Um, I hope they get Danielson. I hope they get Bray Wyatt. I just hope, I hope Bray Wyatt comes over and doesn't do the supernatural stuff. I, I hope he comes over. He can do the cult leader stuff. He can do all that. Uh, I'm not crazy about the supernatural stuff. And I, I, uh, I think he's got the charisma to do it without the having to be an actual literal demon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, <sighs> I I have faith in that guy to reinvent himself again because I if he does the cult leader thing that would be cool because I love the the weird Charlie Manson uh, thing. That if he was if written correctly, that could have been a super good gimmick. Yeah, but I feel like it might it might feel like a bit of a rehash of his WWE gimmick. Which if the, unless they do it right or they give him the ability to do it right then I would be into it. But I also think that he's a smart enough guy to maybe come up with something completely new. I'm, I, I, am, I would be so on board with that. So on board. Cause I, I, like I said, I, I like cult leader. I wasn't crazy about the fiend. Uh, I did like the playhouse aspect of it, but I, I other than that, is that yeah. was it the playhouse? Is that what it's called? Uh, the fun house, fun house, the firefly fun yeah. house. Yeah. I like yeah. that, but I didn't like, I didn't like the, the can't get hurt shit and the, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, well, and I feel like Tony Khan, like he he dialed back Matt Hardy's broken thing because that was that had like supernatural <laughs> elements and, to it and stuff. It's a dilapidated I, boat. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm excited to see what Wyndham Rotunda does, like because I think that that guy can be a star and. Like I said, I I leave Friday's wrestling show without it sounding corny, like with optimism about pro wrestling. Yeah, like that it can be something that I enjoy, like intellectually from an analytical standpoint, but also can get lost in as a fan. Like that Darby Allen match, I'm gonna be invested in what happens in that match. Yeah, because... I can't I can't wait to do that. And hey, we might as well say, um, uh and we'll probably talk about this on the podcast and everything as well. Um, when is that? September 3rd, September, September 4th? 5th, September 5th, the, the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so before Labor Day. So uh, Sunday, September 5th is all out. Uh, we will be doing uh, likely a live uh, recap right after the, the uh, final match. Um, 
to go onto YouTube and to release uh, into the sphere as a podcast. Um, so you guys can hear uh, the immediate reaction to All Out. Uh, it's something we want to do more often, but it's something that we really got to do for this upcoming match. So yeah. um, this upcoming, I guess, the show, because the whole show is probably going to be big, but uh, we all know what the biggest moment is. Um, so, yeah, that'd be cool. I hope you guys all think and uh, enjoy it and st- stop by if we do it live and talk in the chat. We like uh, want to hear from you guys. Call call me stupid and him smart. It'd be great. Or the other way, you know. I'm you know, about as, a lot as crazier of things have happened. Yeah, whack, <laughs> whackier things have happened. Uh, so that's uh, that's all the snark remarks I have for this week. Uh, t- too long, didn't read. Super pumped about uh, wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah, I think this is even going to help WWE in certain ways because it's going to push them. Uh, competition is good, and if they don't have any competition, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And if they do have competition, they got to mind their p's and q's a little bit, especially if that they only have competition because the competition actually cares and they don't. Uh, yeah. Or books as if they care because I'm sure Vince McMahon actually cares about like certain aspects of the business, but they all serve him for the most part. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's snark marks for the week. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at snarkmarkspod. Follow Dusty on Twitter at snarkmarkd. Um, mm-hmm. We are uh, this week. Uh, I can't remember what wrestling shows are being released, but it's from 1997. I believe um, this is SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um, yeah. So uh, I remember. I remember that it was a good show. It was funny because it's I remember SummerSlam. We had- I remember we had it's the SummerSlam. Yeah. I remember we had two good shows in a row uh, in terms of like I thought were great. And it was the show that released this week on Sunday. Um, so a few days ago. And the one that we'll be releasing this weekend. Um, it's not Canadian Stampede. No, we did the Canadian Stampede already. We already released that one. Yeah. Fuck. I just I just don't remember. Uh, so <laughs> tune in for us doing the SummerSlam. Um, was that that was Bret Hart versus Undertaker? Yep. I didn't That's say Bret Michaels. Hell yeah. Nope. Um, you did then, just now. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not putting it in though. God damn uh, it. I'm not. Uh, and then, yeah, listen to uh, that one and then listen to our recap after all out. And uh, we love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>